Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Global Adventure Show with travel writer Debbie Stone. Hey everybody, welcome. We are excited to air second our second episode of the Upstate New York Adventures with travel writer Debbie Stone, who we call Fire Monkey, you all know it. And um, you know what, it's quite interesting. Debbie has uh, managed to go to a lot of places that have to do with sports and the Olympics. And she went to Lake Placid. Uh, our podcast today, before this, is on upstate New York's Niagara Falls. So uh, all of that is linked in the show notes. Her article on Lake Placid is also in the show notes. You can link from there, but you can also go to lakeplacid.com and also Lake Placid Legacy Sites com to hear and learn more about all the places we're going to talk about today. But Lake Placid is an Olympic haven. And um, I, I don't know, maybe Fire Monkey might need to go in a race sometime and like <laughs> try her, you know, try her luck on being an Olympian. What do you think? What is going on? You know, I didn't know if you were a sports person or not, but it seems, you know, Debbie, welcome back. But it seems like you're in the sports zone lately. I think I need to, if, I, if I'm a fire monkey, I need to carry the torch at the Olympics, okay? I think so, <laughs> just, too. Just but, saying. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, you know more than about sports than Nancy and I ever will. Um, as people know, people know, as we say on the show, it's like when football's on the TV, we turn the sound off and we put the Nutcracker Suite on. So that's where <laughs> that's where we're at. And, it's, and actually, everyone should try it once. It's fun. But um, is it the stories that come from the Olympics, the actual athlete stories, because, you know, I'm hoping you get to Natchitoches, Louisiana soon, so you can go to the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame and, and going through that. And I know you've done the Olympic Museum out in Colorado Springs in that area, and then Lake Placid being there, you know, whether or not you know about the sport, it's really this underdog story a lot of times of this, this dedication, hard work that these athletes and Olympians have put in just I mean, it's insane, actually. And people have to buy into it financially. You have backers and the pressure. Can we have a cocktail yet? Because <laughs> I'm already, like, worn out by what they do. But is it <laughs> is that a draw for you as an individual? I, I think it's a draw. I, to be honest, I think it's a draw for everybody who um, watches the Olympics or is interested in the Olympics. I think it's 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 you know, of course, it's the, you're watching the performance, you're watching the athletes do their thing, but it's the stories, it's the backstories when they, when they go to, you know, uh, zero in on somebody who comes from wherever and, you know, the road mm -hmm. that they have taken to get there or the challenges that they've had to surmount. And, you know, I think that the human interest part of that is, I think, what really uh, gets people, you know, quite interested in, in the whole scene or the whole story of uh, of uh, the olympics you know it's not just watching the events but it's hearing about certain athletes you know i mean we all remember like the jamaican bobsled team you know and it's like you know those those stories uh, they're wonderful they're 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 fabulous and you're right if there's somebody an underdog you know or so it, we we all we you know we rejoice and then then we get sad if something happens and you know but, but it, it's, it's a way to i think connect the greater audience of the world, whatever, to the athletes, so that it's a, a more of a personalized, I think, uh, connection to try to to forge that with between the people, the people watching, the observers, and the people watching on TV, whether you're there in person. But I think that's really a, a part of it. The human interest is is a huge part of it. Mm. 
the human because it's also inspiring and i think you know we're entering 2024 and we want these stories we want the can do because don't the news sucks compared to travel writers <laughs> stories <laughs> i'm gonna read your story before i watch the news thank you yours are far more <laughs> inspiring and make me want to do things and grow and i think that's the other thing is like how far can we push ourselves i mean yeah do you feel and you that see, as a writer because you travel a lot you are on the road you're in the sky you are you know, you're a, you're a fire monkey, but like you travel a lot. Do you ever feel like, oh, I'm going to push it one more time? Like, I don't care if I'm going to be sleeping on the plane the whole time. I'm going to just do that one more time. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. I will keep, keep doing it until I can't, you know what I mean? It's, 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 I, any, but you, you know, those, like you said, those stories, they inspire people to, to like, you know, maybe not to say, oh, I'm going to be an Olympic athlete, but, but maybe it's like, hey, look at, or, you know, what's, what's really inspiring often is the Paralympics, you know, or, mm. or Special Olympics. But you see what people are capable of and, and what they can push themselves to. And maybe you say to yourself, hmm, you know, today I'm going to walk, you know, I'm going to walk a, a, another half hour today. Or I'm going I'm to see if I can add mileage to my, my daily walk. Or I'm going to see if I can, you know, this, I think it's, there's, there's inspiration that comes on different levels. And whatever people can take from it and apply to their own lives is is wonderful you know to mm. say gee look what they did they didn't have the resources they didn't even have somebody you know uh, pushing them they they saw something they they wanted to try it and then they wanted to keep at it and they kept at it and and and, and you feel like wow you know if somebody can do that you know maybe i can do something on my mm. level and and it's another thing to remember when we talk about the olympics is you know, Pierre uh, Coubertin, who, who really was an advocate for it and pushed for him and the Olympics throughout, you know, years. I mean, this is some ancient history here, uh, or very historic, the Olympic Games. And it was about peace, about, Absolutely. yes, it's competition, but it was about nations coming together. Yeah. As I re- yes. recall it. Yes. And, 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 and putting out that? the best of their athletes and putting out, you know, the best of their athletes and in a, you know, uh, a competition situation. But it was, it was to bring nations together, you know. And being at Lake Placid, I mean, this is the Winter Olympics, which I think is the scariest of all because <laughs> you know, it's cold. Like, you know, I would like to just <laughs> yes, sit down with my cold. It's cold, but like going there. I mean, that's got to be just thinking about, you know, there's skiing, there's, you know, all that stuff you know, all the crazy stuff, you know, what, I can't remember the thing when they go down the, the it's like a bobsled thing, but there's that other thing that luge, luge, the, is the luge. luge. Yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of cool though. Like that, but it's, still, it's, it, it, I think when you, when you're there and you, you can get what they call like a legacy sites passport, you can gain access to the facilities. You can see them. You can see what's been used, what was used, what has been, upgraded uh, what is still used and what is wonderful about Lake Placid is, is you know in some countries you know the locations the facilities end up dormant and unused after the after the Olympics has been held at that particular place in Lake Placid they decided no these these are facilities we are going to we are going to use them we are going to have the public use them we're going to have athletes use them and we are going to upgrade them and we are going to improve on them and you know continue to make this a a a, a destination and a worldwide place for athletes to come 
and they've done that. And so it's wonderful as a visitor to be able to, to go there and to see what they've been doing. And you can go to these various sites like the, the jumping complex, like the, the Olympic Center, the White Face Mountain, uh, another mountain, mm-hmm. Mount Van Hovenberg. Um, and you can see where, in fact, these, these athletes compete and also, you know, for example, at the skating oval, I mean, the public, you can go in and skate. So it's, it's wonderful. It's a multi-usage situation that they have there. And because they have the weather there in the winter, it is one of the few places in the world um, where that weather is consistent in winter. And as I mentioned in my story, there is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there is talk about uh, wanting to, you know, try for another Winter Olympics at, at Lake Placid. You know, currently they've been the site for two, 1932 games and the 1980 mm-hmm. games. And, you know, there's been only, you know, three locations in the world that have hosted two Winter Olympics, and they are one of them. And so, wow. you know, what is nice about it is their venues continue uh, to be used for visitors and for events. And, you know, it's a very busy uh, place there uh, during different events and during, you know, all sorts of, of uh, competitions that go on there. So it was wonderful to be able to see, you know, where, where do they do the bobsled? Where do they do the luge? Where do they do this jumping, uh, ski jumping, which was like insane. I kept telling myself, this is insane. Whoever wants to do this, it's crazy but it's like you think oh my god i have such awe and respect for these these athletes you know it's 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 amazing to see the actual facilities up close as opposed to on a tv and when you were there i mean is this like a four season place yes that yes yes Yes. to experience these sites because i know people go there to ski too Oh my gosh, they have fabulous skiing. You know, you're in you're in uh, upper state New York where you know it's cold and there's there's snow, and so you know there's lots and lots of skiing. There's lots of of ski jumping. There's lots of hockey games in the the uh, uh, Olympic Center. You know, you can go see where the Miracle on Ice happened, which is very exciting uh, for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people know the movie and, uh, you know, have known the story and this incredible, uh, you know, against all odds type of scenario that happened. And so it's, you know, it's really wonderful to kind of walk in the steps of these athletes and then to see their pictures and their photos and, you know, all of that, as well as, you know, the Olympic Museum, which is uh, really well done there. Now, do you think during the summer you could go hiking? I know there's skiing yes. and everything, like hiking absolutely. in the fall. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. There's, you, you, there's tons of hiking in the area, you know, and you've got mountains to hike in and everything. So, yeah, mm. you can try. You can, you can also try things. They have, you know, different activities you can do at the various sites, you know. And so, yeah, it's a wonderful four-season place. And the town of Lake Placid is charming. You know, wonderful little uh, restaurants and cafes and breweries, and you know the lakes are there, and it's 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 a very charming uh, charming town. And then when you were there, where did you stay? Like, I mean, just out, out of we, like you know having this experience, because it seems like you're going to get all this Olympic amazing Olympic history, but there's a lake, there's hiking, there's you know a, a downtown and and that kind of thing. So it's like a destination to hang out no matter what season. Absolutely. And, you know, it, the, I was, I stayed right on Main Street, which I wanted to. Oh, I wanted cool. to be able to walk 
places. And yeah. I love to be able to walk out the door and, and not have to get into a car and drive somewhere. And so I was at the Grand Adirondack Hotel, which is right right on uh, Main Street. And, uh, yeah, it was it was perfectly located, and you could walk over to the lake. Mirror Lake is right there uh, in town, and uh, it's lovely. And you could walk around Mirror Lake. It's a re- beautiful, reflective lake. And when I, we were there in um, uh, October, and, of course, the leaves were changing and were quite – quite colorful and uh uh yeah so you know it's 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 a it's an all all season place just make sure that when you go you if you're there in the late fall and the winter that you definitely bring bring your layers <laughs> oh bring your layers yep well yeah now how far from new york city because this is part of this uh, two-part episode about upstate new york because a lot of times you say New York and everyone always thinks uh, New York City, which is not a bad thing. But we want to get everybody acclimated that there's this whole other area of uh, the state of New York that is amazing. We've done a little bit of Seneca Falls area, which is oh yeah, gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. And oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. It so, is yeah. probably, I mean, it's probably five and a half hours driving. That's not maybe. bad. It's not, not bad. too bad. Um, we actually were... Uh, uh, coming from New York City, but we took the train up to Boston. We wanted to see some people, oh. and then we took um, we rented a car and went from Boston um, over to Lake oh, Placid, cool. and uh, we went through Lake George, which is another beautiful community on the lake, and then uh, from Lake Placid, we went over to Niagara on the other side of the the state, and then uh, back to Boston. I mean, it's not it's not like you're you know driving ten hours or anything like that, you know. So uh, it's yeah. it's doable and. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's. I think people can can uh, combine it with other things if they're going up there. Like you said, the the whole state of New York is is has some beautiful scenery. Whether you're, you know, up there uh, as you said in Seneca Falls and in this whole area, it's there's there's so much natural natural beauty. You know, and then the whole wine area there is Finger amazing Lakes. as oh. well. Yes, which is incredible. Oh. I was there you done couple, several oh. years ago. Yeah, it's it's incredible. You can't. You know, you can't throw a stone and you'll you'll hit, you know, wineries everywhere you go up there. We were close. I mean, I think the close, well, we did Seneca Falls, but like when you were, we were talking about Niagara Falls uh, earlier, I was like, New York City, and I'm like, oh yeah, we almost ended up at Niagara Falls. Like I remember like almost driving into it. Really? Like going, no, this, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, you know, we, listen, the way we travel sometimes, you, I don't even know how we do it. I really don't because <laughs> GPS and Lisa get ourselves into little twirly whirly places. But um, like up in uh, Lake Erie, we were up in Lake Erie, which I know you did on the Ohio side. We did on the Pennsylvania side. And right. I remember going out on the wine trails up there and we were at a winery outside of Erie. It was east of Erie. And they're like, Buffalo is right there. And I'm like, no way. And this winemaker is taking us around in a, in a truck all through these vineyards. And some of them were for, uh, Welch's grapes, uh, I believe. Yes, it was Welch's, and and somewhere for wine, and and we we could see Canada, and he goes, "There's Buffalo just down there." Like, no way, it's uh, like that close. And so yeah. I remember we were. It wasn't that long ago going because we drove there. No, and then we went to how we got to Seneca Falls was when we went from Connecticut to Michigan, and that was a whole other uh, trip, but um. And we almost ended up in New York City because I, stupid. <laughs> it was just the way all of a sudden this exit was like, you're going to New York City. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. And I literally <laughs> pulled the car over onto a sidewalk like, 
that's not happening. I don't know how to do that. I'm not doing it. I'm scared. I'm going to call Debbie, the fire monkey, to get me out of this position because she's been there. She went to the ice cream museum. She went oh, to my the God. I love museum. New York. Yeah. Yeah, but, but listen, you didn't drive it, right? You didn't drive it from Connecticut not knowing what you're doing. You know what I mean? I think you should be prepared before you drive in. I don't know. I'm yeah. just guessing. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but I'm a little yeah. nervous of that. And um, if we do New York City, which we will, you know, we're going to, you know, going to do everything. But it it just is, I, I think it's so important because places get, it's like Louisiana, people always just think New Orleans. And I love New Orleans. Do not get me wrong. New Orleans rocks, but there's so much more. And I think the same for your home state of Illinois. People don't realize yeah. Illinois is one of the most beautiful states in the country. It really is. Yeah. and And that's. Beyond Chicago, Chicago is not all of Illinois. And I think that's so important about what we're talking about today are these places that we forget about, you know, that um, that we don't don't know about. You know, when a state has a very famous city like New York City, you people do tend to forget about the rest of the state. But it's a huge state, too. It's a big state. And, yeah, it uh, is big. There's much to explore, much, 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 much to explore. And uh, I would put uh, Lake Placid on, on your itinerary for yeah. anybody who is interested in in uh you know seeing where where history was made not once but twice and where maybe history will be made again uh in the future uh you know and in that museum you can see all the you know historical artifacts and learn so much about mm. you know what what went on and and it, you know to me it's, it was that that to me was very very special they did a really really good job with the interactive quality of the exhibits you know you can be right in the middle of the action hurtling down a bobsled run you can you know speed skate around the oval you can you know all of these things you can see the olympic torches over the years their uniforms equipment their pins the mascots you know the first gold medal ever awarded all this this is there and so uh it, it chronicles all of the glory and uh you know it's it's a keeper of the history of that that place and what oh. went on there and and when where you were staying the grand adirondack hotel you know that's a hard word to say adirondack you know <laughs> you've never been like in those areas but i know i know that word well from chairs and other things but um you went to uh the marcy bar okay so she had cocktails fire monkey had cocktails good cocktails, but also really good food and apparently really, really good breakfast. And you had poutine there too. So poutine. I, well, I didn't have any. Because supreme I, in both places. It's there, but I, I, am, I am not. Uh, I wanted to eat some other things. And like you had mentioned before, poutine is incredibly um, filling. <laughs> and so I had no idea what I was in for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think if you've, you know, I've had it once or twice, especially I've had it up in Montreal and in and, and Canada. And uh, yeah, and you know, I know what it's like. And uh, yeah, I, I opted for, for something else. But I think if people have never tried it, and they're up in that area, they, they definitely should at least give it a try. But did you try the fish and chips when you were there? Because oh. I know that was a part of the, the menu, too, because I know you love your, your fish and your seafood. Yes, I had, and I I had the, um, I think I had the seared scallops there that were sort of very delicious. Yeah, really, wow. really good. And they're, oh, they have great uh, breakfast skillets and omelets too in the morning. And, and it's, yeah, a very, very good. Good place to fuel up and, you know, and uh, then end your day. It's, it's a nice little uh, lounge bar in there as well. 
I love it when you get cocktails, craft cocktails, you know, cocktails the crafted and mocktails. Ones. Yeah, crafted, Ooh, I, crafted, in, innovative, creative, you know, when, when bartenders are creative and give you things you've never tried. And, you know, I think that that's all a part of the fun and, you know, travel, eating and drinking. I mean, it's all a part of travel, you know, and uh, it's fun to try new things when you're in a different place. Well, Fire Monkey, before you go, where's the next destination? Because the next episode <laughs> will be in January. Oh, my gosh. How are we going to handle that? <laughs> I know you're somewhere else. You know, I mean, we've got so many stories from you and everyone. We're excited. Uh, Debbie just goes everywhere. That sounds bad, but it's true. You go all over. Um, any Anything on the horizon we should know about? Well, I am going to us. Samoa. And uh, I will be going to Samoa itself and then American Samoa to do the national park in American Samoa. Now, you know we're really jealous. Yeah, we're a little, <laughs> not just a little, but a lot jealous. Like like the the Emerald Isle jealous. Like that that much greenery is happening. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but the reality is we can all do it, you know. Um, Absolutely. It's Absolutely. a it's a it's a very accessible well it's it's accessible but um it's one of those other destinations that when you know from national park lovers um you know and travelers we're all like okay go to Yosemite Yellowstone all these iconic places but to me that's one of those wow you, you you're going to have to go out there you know we've got these territories all over the world Puerto Rico uh, Guam you know America right. um so and all of them have a park related to really mostly military history um, but you're going to have some fun. Virgin Islands, we have parks yes. there too. Saint, so uh, Saint John, um, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, I can't yep. wait uh, to hear how your experience is there, and we wish you a wonderful rest of the season. And can't wait to chat with you in the new year, Fire Monkey. And may you have lots of good fire in your future. Thank you very much, and you as well. <laughs> okay, everyone. Again, the links are in the show notes for the articles and also for the other episodes as well. And uh, keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thanks so much, Debbie. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Big Blend Radio's Global Adventures show with travel writer Debbie Stone. Debbie is here every fourth Tuesday. You can keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com.